0: You are listening to Grow a Thriving Practice Podcast. This is episode 37, What's in the Columning with Lori Rhodes. My name is Jillian Faldmo, and I teach wellness practitioners the exact steps to find clients and get paid so they can spend less time marketing and more time doing what they love. This is the Grow a Thriving Practice Podcast. Hi, Tuner. I hope this finds you well today. I am so excited to have this episode for you today. I am again, speaking with the amazing Lori Rhodes, who always offers so much insight and wisdom and is really a true example of asking and then receiving the answer. (laughs) So in today's episode, we talk about columning. And Lori shares with us what she's found in the columning. And before I have you listen in, I want to remind you that these episodes come out weekly, generally. Sometimes I'll take a week off or so. um, But you can really expect to get a new episode each week. Just make sure that you subscribe. And... Without taking up much more time, I'll have you listen in with me and Lori. Take care. Hey, Lori. Hey, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> so excited to have you back on the podcast. Um, our first conversation was three episodes ago, episode thirty-four, and I just thought we had so much more to talk about. And you have so much wisdom to share um, through your experience with this work and students want to hear from you so I figured we could talk today about some of the other things we we had a side conversation last time about um columning and just before this we took some notes together on things that you wanted to to bring up and address
1: so oh well, what you thank think? you should yeah, we thank you so much I love I love uh talking with you and sharing um all of these ideas and and kind of just musings. It's so much fun. So thanks for having me again. Thank so, you. Yeah. Thank you <laughs> well, you know, in biofield tuning, when I first started learning and practicing, there was a lot of emphasis on combing the field and, of course, you know, using the map. And I recall um, after combing, you know, we do the columning. And I remember when when uh, I was in class one time. Eileen said, Well, you know, it's like mixing paint, right? And it's integration. And it's like taking a red paint and a white paint and mixing it together. And what you come up with and what is kind of uh, blossomed or created from those two energies is something completely different. You know, red and white can mix together and make pink. And I was sitting in class going, Huh? well what's in that energy you know what, what are we what, what is actually happening as we move this fork and the energy is now kind of forming or reforming um and into something kind of new and synergistic and combining of the two but different a different kind of wholeness and my mind just as it does in the middle of the night or <clears throat> when I'm lucid dreaming Just staying curious and really wanting to know, asking the question, what is happening when we're columning? What is that? What is integrating? And one day I was in meditation and I asked, and uh, what came to me was this beautiful map or an idea that as we column, you know, to me it's always been a prayer and very sacred. It's like, you know, thy will, my will, and thy will are one, and really integrating that present moment. And I thought, wow what are we birthing or what what, are, what kinds of things mm-hmm. are we birthing as we do biofield tuning because every time we do a session essentially to me it's a rebirth you know something has shifted
0: uh-huh. and
1: uh, we're kind of moved a frame or two or three right and we've shifted frames it's a different perspective and we birth something new and so as i was sitting there what kind of came to me what and I saw the body and all of the chakras, there was this beautiful kind of energy of birthing virtues, virtues of the, yeah, virtues of, of being human and being in the present moment and being in flow uh, and just feeling really connected to ourselves, uh, to each other, to the world, and even, you know, to the earth and the cosmos. And so, as I sat there and and witnessed what was kind of going through my mind, <clears throat> what came to me was these these virtues that were birthing and it started from the root and you know when we use the biofield anatomy map on one side of the root, we have this busyness and overdoing right kind of feeling, and on the other side we have um these unmet needs and we can swing in life from you know the right to the left and we get into what we call those ditches or you know just sort of those habits of the right or the left but i think it's really important that we do experience both sides that we do swing and we experience what it feels like to have unmet needs and then we swing over into this busyness overdoing really just no rubber on the road so that we can experience that And then, as we come together into the center of that, as we neutralize those two, bring them together and integrate them, uh, what came to me as a virtue, a beautiful human virtue of that first center, was true generosity, uh, true purpose and service. So the, the virtue of true service. Which you know, why why else are we here, right? To serve ourselves and to serve others. And yeah. if you think if you think about it, right, you have to know what busyness and kind of not getting anything done feels like, but spinning your wheels and then yeah. not having anything met, right? To recognize what actual true generosity that giving and receiving when they're balanced, uh, what that feels like. And wow. so yeah, so to me the root virtue when we're columning my intention is to really clarify uh, someone's generosity true purpose in their life here i
0: love thinking about it from that
1: perspective
0: yeah, That's it's awesome. in,
1: yeah it's a beautiful intention and you can share it with clients as well yeah. right and and make those moments when we've gotten quote sort of stuck in one or the other make them valuable like take the gold from them right it's like yes. yeah you ha- because here's the thing about life, um, and, in working with all clients, we know this, that, um, somebody can tell you something you can read about it, uh, even when you're doing your practice, you know, when you're starting to practice biofield tuning, you've learned all of these things, but until you experience it, until you, till we ourselves actually experience something, we really don't fully know it. And that's why we have bodies. And that's why we're here in this reality to kind of swing on these polarities and have these experiences. This Mm -hmm. is the experience of a physical reality. So that's the the first uh, the first chakra. And then as I went up and and moved into the second chakra, where on one side we have um, guilt and shame and on the other side, we have this frustration and disappointment uh we can experience both of those but when they come together and we're birthing this beautiful uh, virtue from the second chakra to me it's the virtue of passion uh, which is fulfillment and creativity and inspiration but it's that um when we're passionate have you ever been passionate about something jill where you're like oh, my oh gosh. for sure yeah it's totally different when you're passionate about something versus Um, oh yeah I kind of want to do it or that sounds good but when there's passion involved it's an art yeah
0: or even being driven by guilt and shame or like the the need to produce something or or being driven by frustration like being driven by passion feels a lot different
1: yeah it's totally different right and it is kind of um, you know Interestingly, you know, this is our pleasure center, and um, it also has to do with I think the other word that I use besides passion, which is interesting, is the word ecstasy, because ecstasy is kind of that communion of pain and pleasure and, you know, not to get too juicy in the details, but if we've all physically <laughs> experienced um, you know, what that pleasure center can do from a male and female perspective, we know what ecstasy is, but it's that mm. fine line between kind of pain and pleasure that blends. And then there's this passion, right? Mm. That comes through. And that true passion is what spurs creativity. The creativity that just rolls out, and you're like, how did I, how am I even doing this? There's like no effort. It's just, because there's passion behind it it's and and you've got from from your base from the root you've got this true purpose kind of energy moving up you know it's like okay what am i here to do this is what am i here to what what service can i bring and then you in then you add passion into that and birth that and then um you know you've got this amazing creative potential so yeah
0: so it's probably safe to say that if, if we're lacking passion we're probably in a pattern of you know, one or one side or the other, the guilt or shame or the frustration. Yeah. Disappointed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and when, yeah, when we can come together and really experience what we're passionate about uh, in a true way, it's, it's amazing. It's truly, truly amazing. And I, I don't think it's, I think it's um, I don't, I think it's simple. It's a simple concept to say, Oh yes, you know, you can feel passionate, but it's not easy. If we really think about things in our life, what, how you know, it's like we do things or we're guided to things, you know, we're programmed, we're conditioned to oh, do this, be this, have this. And we, we aren't, we really don't teach our children to cultivate what they're passionate about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And I think so many of us are waiting around for passion to arrive mm. rather than cultivating it. Like, oh, yeah. well, that would be a really... Neat, group distance session.
1: Yeah. Cultivating passion. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> yeah, cultivating passion, that beautiful creative potential. Yeah. So that's that second chakra to me. It's filled with that, that juicy um, deliciousness of passion. And then we move up to, but and here's the thing about passion, though. You know, you have to um, focus it. Okay, mm-hmm. and, and there's a focus, even an emotional focus with it. Um, because yes, you can have wild passion. But, uh, you know, uh, it's, it you're going to be going in a million different directions, potentially. So how yeah, do we focus it? how do we come together in a yeah. quiet state? So that's where the third chakra comes up Ah. and um so in the third chakra we have kind of this manipulative power and kind of anger on one side this very yang energy and we have uh helplessness and powerlessness uh very yin energy on the other side and we experience both of those but when they come together the virtue for me that is birthed uh is humility And within that, um, that virtue are the energies of even forgiveness, right? Forgiving ourselves, forgiving others. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so when we have that, that real true humility, uh, then we can drive and focus that passion in a way that is not, uh, that is uh, beneficial for all, right? It's that benevolent kind Of open service, and because you're bringing it all the way through for, for everyone, not just yourself, yeah. so it's very humble. And, and um, y- yeah, if you think about the people that you really respect or you look at and and you listen to, there's a there's this thread of humility that kind of winds through them if they're so self bloated and you know this and that and the other and full of ego, right? Like arrogance. Um,
0: Mm -hmm. and arrogance
1: yeah which is part of that right that power center that anger there's arrogance in there too right Mm -hmm. The need to be right that constant fighting so yeah coming together with that that humility is a virtue it's a, a virtue so think about it if we if we start from you know uh our our energy centers one two and three and we start with generosity that then goes to passion and then you mix it with humility as it's coming up here it starts coming it's like whoa these are our virtues this is the world we are actually creating right now yeah you know, the world that we're birthing and we can because the the world that's that seems to be shifting outside of us right now is really the world that's shifting inside of us initially right first and foremost and so these, this is what my intention is as I'm calling me, to birth the virtue of humility from these experiences. And then we go into the fourth chakra um, and we have on one side saying yes when you mean no and everybody else's needs before mine. Uh, and over accommodating and uh, and then on one side we have this sadness and grief and i think loss of self really Mm -hmm. loss of self-identity and we swing and we experience both of those and then we come together and when they're mixed those experiences and we birth that virtue it's really the virtue of sincerity like really being sincere right so uh and in though in that energy we have uh, compassion and gratitude that mixes in mm. that these are these heart kind of uh, central heart uh, virtues that are coming through so you start with generosity that, that pulls up passion You know, again, focused with humility uh, and sincerity and then you move up to the the throat chakra where you're speaking and not being heard potentially and really that all that goes unexpressed you experience those, you swing back and forth, you come to the center. And as they're birthed and those experiences are integrated, um, what we get is the virtue of diplomacy, mm-hmm. right? right? That I, I have something to say and you have something to say. And I will listen fully, deeply and, and honor that. And then I'll allow you to listen and honor what I have. It's that, wow, I can see from multiple perspectives that's diplomacy. Mm -hmm. It's it's win-win. It's not win-lose. It's very different from competition. It's very collaborative. And so that's this beautiful human virtue that we're birthing. So we have generosity and passion and humility and sincerity, and then this diplomacy and how we're projecting, which is this win-win. And then we move up to the The third eye where we're thinking about the past and we have this regret potentially swinging there and then experiencing worry about the future and all of this kind of, oh, my gosh, uh, just the stuff that keeps you up at night. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's certainly not present. Mm -hmm. right? But as we as we kind of go backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards in what we call space time, when we bring those together. And we can birth the virtue that's trying to come through um, that third eye to me it's spontaneity mm. and though that includes the attributes of play curiosity discovery uh-huh. present moment living present moment living right mm-hmm. so you're coming out of the past and out of the future and boom right here so you bring through generosity the energy of generosity that you've birthed and then passion this creative passion um sprinkle it with humility sincerity and project it with diplomacy and then it comes together in this beautiful spontaneity where you can respond appropriately in the present moment with all of this energy coming through and then the the crown of course is just this divine authentic potential just universal kind of where all the universal qualities sort of meld and come together so to me, as I'm as I'm working with clients and I'm columning, it's not just the mixing of red or white. It's really this beautiful prayer and uh, intention of this amazing human being birthing their human virtues, right? And and having those come through. And it's not that. It's really a rebirth. It's they're already yes. there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Already there. Um, it's just that we're. Reducing the noise, yeah, that static, so that this amazing human being can hear themselves, hear she, their finding the light vision. on them, yeah, yeah, and and really uh, feel as though they've they've landed here with a true purpose, and then can create from that point with all of these beautiful uh, human virtues that create a, a, a super collaborative um, and um, connected world. For ourselves and each other. So yeah, this is just a little bit of my what I call my columning math and my columning intention. And um, I've, I shared it uh, one time with a class that I was teaching.
0: Oh, it I heard was- all about that from the students, from the teachers. They were like, you
1: have to record Lori talking about this. <laughs> 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 right. Because it's, yeah, it's like, what are we doing, right? We, what are we doing if, if not um, really co- reconnecting ourselves with those virtues that are, you know, extraordinary? we're extraordinary beings and um uh it works extraordinary energies right coming together so that for me is it's so important and i always keep and that's one of the things too that um that i always stress when i'm doing tunings and i know we stress it when we're teaching and i know folks that are now practicing um really really get it is that when those virtues uh, when those what, what Eileen calls the factory settings that's really you know really what these are mm-hmm. um when those come through you feel it and hear it in a session it's like it sometimes it'll make it makes me cry the beauty that I hear coming off of that fork and uh and just watching someone actually take a nice breath in and just let it all out right that sigh where the whole being relaxes and that energy is able to flow so you can hear it and you can point that out and um and then as we're bringing all of that in and then columning that beautiful prayer of columning, this is these are the intentions that i hold for folks yeah and, yeah and and why why are we why are we swinging from right to left i'm so curious right i'm it's a curiosity for me i think I was just talking, you know, when we were talking earlier, I said my um, my vision or actually my it's my perspective of what our prime directive is here as uh, human beings. And that is is the prime directive of discovery We're that's what we're meant to do. We're built for pleasure and discovery and and so that you know, imbues us to remain curious Mm -hmm. and uh, to be present moment, right, to really listen to what is going on. And so it's not seeing, well, we're always going to see the world through our own thoughts, right, our own, the own filter, our own uh, thought filters, but we can wash the windows pretty good. (laughs) We can get it pretty, pretty clear and, um, and really have a much better understanding of the truth behind everything, the truth that we're really seeing. But it does mean that we stay open, curious and always in that prime directive of discovery. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, childlike aspect of us.
0: Right. I had yeah. a thought as you were speaking about that, about, you know, discovery and why we list to one side or the other. And, you know, I've heard this before, but I'm thinking about it differently now. Um, like our emotions act as a compass. Yeah. Right. And so I think in order to continue to come back to these virtues, we have to experience listening to the other side. You know, we have to experience that pendulum swinging. It's, I have always said without sadness, we wouldn't know what joy is. Absolutely. And so, you know, happy, I feel like if we weren't if we didn't have those experiences and we weren't kind of in that discovery mode we might become complacent right and not yeah. in our fullness of being yeah. yeah we do come
1: we do become complacent and apathetic mm-hmm. right we strip yeah. ourselves of feelings because it's like forget it right i'm just gonna blah. yeah which yeah completely takes you out of alignment right
0: absolutely well, yeah it is and i think
1: Yeah. I think we're here to experience the, we're in a, for whatever reason, we landed in a a, a realm of polarity. (laughs) That's what Mm -hmm. we're in. And so, like you said, you can't experience one without the other. They're both important. Uh, and I do believe that they, um, they, yeah, they bring us to the experience of ourselves, right? All those, the, the, the true experience of what we're here to be. And it doesn't mean that, um, You know, we're always going to list to one side, little, little lists here, little lists there, but when we start to really rebirth our virtues and come in harmony with those, and that central channel is just worrying, and it's worrying like with uh, voltage and clarity and really moving, um, we become more the The fulcrum of a pendulum like the top of a pendulum than the Mm -hmm. bottom of the pendulum Mm -hmm. so the, the top of the pendulum is just you know it's swinging a little to the left and a little to the right but if you have a long pendulum then that base of it is really swinging way off to the left and the right and um i think we can do that for a while but we start to come together into our center and we become more the fulcrum so we don't get you know pushed off of our you know, our, our central kind of, um, groundedness and clarity as much we can, you know, we, we move and we bend and we move from right to left, but it's so much easier to rebound and rediscover and come back. Like you said, Oh, I'm out, (laughs) I'm out to the left or I'm listening to the right. And then we get to come back. But every time we do it, we gain experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: More insight and awareness.
1: Yeah. yeah, you
0: know what I love about this, Lori. I love that you you wanted the answer and you looked within, like you you said you meditated, mm-hmm. and you asked, yeah. rather than looking externally for the answer. I think that that's amazing and definitely something to encourage is that curiosity, and that discovery. Like we're saying it again, discovery.
1: Yeah. And it, you know, it, what it does, it leads you to those insights, right? The, the things that, the inner vision that comes through, and it also may guide you externally to um, uh, meet someone or, you know, a, a library book, or, a, oh my gosh, are there even libraries anymore? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but um, a book falls off the shelf, right? Boom, right in front of your feet. And, you know, those are the kinds of things that, Will happen because um, you're in your your inflow, and those coincidences just kind of mirror your your inside and your outside mm-hmm. are true reflections of one another instead of rubbing against each other and there's all that resistance. So yeah, yeah, things and it, it's I always call. It, in fact, like when I work with clients, most people have have watched the Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> Not all, but there's in the Indiana Jones movies. Uh, there's this one part where he has to he's really he's got all these virtues going he's got to do this he's got to get across this this cavernous um, kind of ditch area inside of a cave he doesn't know how he's going to swing across how he's going to get there and so he just closes his eyes and puts his foot out and starts to walk and the stones come up from nowhere right and they guide his footsteps these big huge stones come up and he's able to walk across this chasm and that's what it's like to me it's like yeah if you just um are really within that space of wholeness and um integration and flow then what you need and what you want become one Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah what you need and what you want become one um you know and i was kind of looking at at all these virtues when i think about these virtues um you know i think about wouldn't it be really cool if we raised our children or our future generations that you know when you look at children they are extraordinarily generous they have all of this passion right they're humble they're completely sincere they've got diplomacy it's like when they're playing with a friend they want to make you know and they're really in in the flow they want to make sure their friends got exactly what they need and you know they've got what they need and they're doing this together it's this amazing uh beautiful energy and they're spontaneous They're like, you know, it's like, be like little children is really true in that regard. Um, Because that's the, that is that um, kind of energy of true discovery. Yes, really good point. I always think of kids like playing, you know, when uh, I think of, I I think it's a scene I made, I might've seen, or I might maybe making it up from different scenes. I've seen in movies where kids are, you know, playing ball um, and they're, playing baseball or, you know, they have a, a game going and then all of a sudden someone hits the ball and they're, they're playing next to a, a forest, right, a, a, a beautiful forest that's a field and the ball rolls into the forest and all of a sudden, you know, all these kids, all these children are running into the forest, you know, to, to get the ball and then the game is gone. Now they're in the forest. Right? <laughs> they don't even care about the ball. They're starting to explore the forest and look at this and look at that. And that's it. It's like, oh yeah, look where it took me. Right. Yeah. And that's what we do in biofield teaming because it's like that ball. It's like, you never know where it's going to, you know, you've, you moved somewhere and now you're going to land somewhere else. You don't know, you know, where you're going to land. And now it's like, oh, take a breath. What's going oh. on? What wants to happen? Wow. I'm curious here. Where did this ball take me?
0: Right? yes
1: where we're moving in the field because we're certainly not a straight line <laughs> you know we're a dotted line to all of these different pieces and yeah so,
0: i had someone ask me today a new client asked me so what can i expect afterwards and uh, i kind of chuckled a little bit because i'm like well <laughs> <laughs> it's different for everyone like mm-hmm. You know, some people feel like a physical shift afterwards. Some people feel an emotional shift. Most people feel lighter. And then some people notice new opportunities coming through or relationships changing or jobs changing. You know, things just start to happen and line up a little bit differently. And sometimes it can be uncomfortable, but if you stay open to discovery, and, like with a curious mind, you'll probably find out that whatever's going on is more in alignment with you and with your truth. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's so true, Jill. And even on a, even moving into a subtler level um, with, you know, what someone can expect, uh, sometimes I also offer that you can, sometimes you'll respond to things completely differently than you mm-hmm. ever have before. All of a sudden, you'll realize, wow, I, I never really responded like that. I, I have a good, I have an example that I shared I share in class and so students may have heard this, but um, I had this favorite glass carafe. This is when I knew a shift had occurred. So I'll just and some and here's the thing about shifts. And that's another thing to tell folks is you don't know about a shift before it comes, you know about it after it comes. Mm-hmm. Right? So so that it's kind of hindsight. But um, interestingly, the the term hindsight is 2020. And we just went through this uh, interesting 2020. (laughs) And that our vision, right, is 2020. It's an interesting thing. But anyways, I I Um, but I had this beautiful glass craft that I loved and I cherished and it was on the countertop in my kitchen and I have hard, you know, our kitchen countertops are hard and it was filled with water, and by accident, uh, I was standing in the kitchen with my son, and I somehow moved this carafe, and it fell over, and it broke, and shattered, so there was glass everywhere, and water everywhere, and my son was standing next to me, and he said, wow, mom, and I'm like, what, he said, you didn't even flinch, you didn't even, you didn't, nothing, you didn't yell, or scream, or get upset, or flinch, and I I took a breath and I went, wow, you know what? I didn't. Hmm, cool. You want to help me clean it up and here, this thing that I had protected. And it's like, oh, don't touch that. Don't move that. I was all resistant around it, you know, for all those years, you know, and then it finally broke and I like, I didn't even have a re- that reaction that I think I would have had, had mm-hmm. I not undergone some change and I went, "Wow, I really shifted. Mm-hmm. And there was a sense of detachment. And yeah, let's just do what we need to do in the moment now, which is clean it up. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's a yeah. Thing. So um, yeah, where your, your responses to things, all of a sudden you'll notice will change like that.
0: Yes, and, that's and, yeah. probably the thing that I noticed when I first started receiving biofield tuning sessions. I didn't notice anything physical during the session or anything coming up after the session, but it was um, I think a few months later. I was working at a, um, substance abuse rehab facility and, um, you know, people, clients, patients were detoxing and some would have seizures. And when those things would come up before I would like go into fight or flight and, you know, get really stressed and I would have to really unwind after. Um, but it was this one situation where, um, one of the patients had a seizure and I was calmer than I had ever been. And I was like, okay, something shifted. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how or what, but there's something to this biofield tuning thing. I guess yeah. it was then sound therapy, but
1: yeah, yeah, you
0: notice it after.
1: You notice it after and it's subtle. You know, these are mm-hmm. subtle things when you say what's, what's different. Um, they're not life altering things, but in a way they are right, that calmness, and then how you respond to things. Uh, because we are creating, yeah, new footprints for ourselves, right? When we're mm-hmm. that, that, that beautiful energy. I always also think about, you know, when you were talking, I was thinking that, you know, I could just kind of picture these, these patients and your energy, and it's just, uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, sometimes I just kind of think, what footprint, what energetic footprint am I leaving somewhere? hmm. Right. What, what am I leaving somewhere? And, and how do I, how do I not, if I want to leave a different footprint, because I'm going to leave one, mm-hmm. you know, how do I do that? Well, one of the ways is really, you know, getting tuned and, and getting centered and reducing the noise. But as we were speaking, what, what starts to happen in those subtle shifts is first you notice it, you notice it right after it happens. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, oh, I just shifted. And then a curious thing happens if we're paying attention to it is we're in something as it's happening, the kerfuffle. And in the middle of it, we realize, oh, I'm huh. responding differently, like in uh-huh. the, right in the middle of it or, ah, huh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to shift right here. Right. Uh-huh. And we make that conscious choice to actually do something different. And so we do something different in the middle of it. So we've experienced a little of it we move through the rest of it and then we continue to you know move ourselves and eventually right before we go into that interaction we can feel the energy kind of building within us and even before it happens we can say huh i'm going to choose to do something differently yeah. so it goes from the back to Boy, the middle to the front and then we can be the um the creators of our life essentially the co-creators right we're making yeah, those yeah beautiful, virtuous choices that really will leave our best footprint.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that.
1: I think that's what we're doing as a collective humanity right now, too. We're really um, kind of shifting all of the noise that's on top of these beautiful, our beautiful human collective virtues so that uh, we can leave this amazing footprint for our future generations, our children and children's children to walk into. And I think that's what a- such a beautiful way to look at that. Yeah,
0: Instead of like, the world's going all the hell, you know? <laughs> like, well, maybe it's not. Maybe this is what needs to happen in order for the, the light to come through and... Um, Well, virtuous expressions.
1: That's right. This is what we need for these virtuous expressions. We've got to go through, you know, both. We've got to swing. We've swung one way. We're swinging, and we've swung another way now for probably twenty-six thousand years, or however we want to, (laughs) whatever arc, whatever whatever cosmology we're we're following. And now we're moving back, and we're we're birthing something new, Mm. um, which I think is yeah. And then we just move on. There's never an end to it. Right. Yeah. It's just continual discovery, continual unraveling, unfolding, rebirthing, moving. Um, that was another thing, too, that I just, you know, as it, it really helped when I uh, worked with hospice patients because, you know, as you know, I'm a retired nurse as well. And um, and when my dad was passing that I was completely, completely comfortable and aware and curious and in that mode of discovery to really understand that wow we're constantly rebirthing that yes the body comes to an entropy because uh we have to that's what earth does right it fold that's that toroidal field it folds back in on itself and then comes out the other end and folds back in and comes back that's life that's what breath does right that's a that's what our breath mm-hmm. does um but we're con- we're really re- there is really no no death we're always rebirthing. And so I remember the last thing I whispered in my dad's ear was, um, I said, Okay, dad, do what you love, <laughs> you know. And all of these things came through. All the things that you're, you know, your full generosity, your passion, your all of these beautiful virtues, take them and do what you love. Right. And into the next birth. And um and I think that's what we can really help people do. And we can help our children who are amazing at this anyways, right? Mm-hmm. And, and really help and um, cultivate, you know, these beautiful virtues that are growing in our children. And we can cultivate these beautiful virtues that are now growing within our humanity and within yeah. our collective.
0: I think it would be fun to really start taking these virtues and noticing where we see it in other people and acknowledging it, whether it's You know, aloud or just to yourself, just go, "Wow!" Like that person's really demonstrating sincerity or diplomacy, and just begin to see
1: it more. We got to look for it,
0: right? Yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah. and when, 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 yeah, but we actually do notice it more um, when when our antenna is tuned to it, right? Mm -hmm. So if we're clear enough to pick it up, then we can feel that, and I think we're naturally attracted to those those kinds of people that yep. have these these virtues just like we're naturally attracted to children and animals animals uh display these you know continuously these virtues yeah. uh so but you know um when we swing and and, and we could swing pretty um rapidly and uh <laughs> fast and like mr toads wild Ridey kind of thing you know really really quickly um and it gets very chaotic but here's the beautiful thing about i think what we're going through right now is all great change is preceded by chaos mm-hmm. so it's like wow and, and, and you look at the world like there's a lot of chaos there's a lot of big change coming it's like mm-hmm. awesome you know and to really kind of even though we can't completely see it start to come into contact with it within ourselves these virtues right. and as we you know contemplate them and really are open to discovering them within ourselves we become more open to discovering them in others and in the world at large mm-hmm. and that's what we feed and you see that's the whole point um of life what you feed grows so what do you choose what are you going to feed yeah
0: yeah i mean imagine you know disagreeing with something but being in this place of you know of these virtues of generosity passion humility sincerity diplomacy spontaneity and divine authentic potential approaching those disagreements from that energy versus resistance anger you're right i'm wrong or wait judgment. i'm right you're wrong judgment yeah yeah, yeah. i mean what a wow
1: What a difference
0: we can make in the world and leaving that an energetic footprint in that way.
1: Absolutely. And I think, you know, that's, it also creates a natural, you know, when Eileen talks about um, radiating, right. When she goes into a place and just rate, if you're radiating those virtues from your core, oh my gosh, you know, think about that. You've got this amazing energy. It's like really divine energy around you and so it's a very very natural and organic boundary mm-hmm. you know which is is really really beautiful and uh, so you don't have to put up walls or resistance or blocking right. or protection it's like no you're just living from that space um and and then uh, yeah everything will flow from there and you have this natural boundary yeah people, i think that's know, true freedom true freedom when Mm -hmm. our organic when we don't have to build boundaries but we can actually maintain organic boundaries which is what these this is this the the ability to radiate all of these Mm
0: -hmm. into that
1: expression that's a natural beautiful organic boundary and um yeah there's no resistance in it and it is true freedom Mm -hmm. yeah so that's just uh something you can play with while you're columning uh and really have that intention wow what am i rebirthing what are we rebirthing right here as we move uh, this energy and integrate it
0: that's so helpful thank you so much for sharing that Lori. because i do think that um sometimes you know when we're first learning students are first learning you know how do i talk to people through these sessions or you know, how do I, how do I talk about this? Or what do I even think about? And like having this sort of as a guide to like, this is, this is what we want to get to can be super useful.
1: Yeah. I think it's a, for me, it's just a cool um, uh, addition or addendum to the biofield anatomy map. It's kind of what I, my version, it's, it's that added little Hey, what's going the, the other way, right? We've got what's going off to the sides, what's coming off in front yeah. and, and then receive, you know, to be broadcasting these, but also to be receiving in, yeah. in all of these virtues. Oh mm. my goodness. Right. Mm. So back and front, right. Having mm-hmm. that come in and being open to that, right. That's really, really amazing. So yeah, something to, uh, to shift our focus. Cause I know that we we can get a little caught up in the noise. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's loud. That's what we notice first. We notice right? that la- these things are quiet in a way, yeah. you know, they're they're a little different so.
0: Yeah, and it's, you know, it's easier to point out the dissonance versus the the resonance and the, yeah. the coherence. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but what is what's and that that was what I was curious about. It's like okay, I've got this whole map of what's in the dissonance. Mm-hmm. What's in the resonance, mm-hmm. right? And how do I focus on that? And um, yeah, if I can if I can leave a session and end a session with that and in, in those co- in that column, um, and that's why I think you you know I love doing just a central channel adjustment and columning the back and the front. And when I do that as a session, this is what I'm focusing on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 um they're amazing. It's just amazing. And we talk about it, right? And I I talk about it with clients too. So um just a fun way to go from, you know, front to back instead of side to side and what we can yeah. do with that. And you know, I just invite you to um yeah, just to kind of take that in and, and then allow your own curiosity to kind of morph it in a way that's um your passion. Right Hmm. and your true purpose everybody's got their authentic gifts and how they're going to um, kind of notice things and uh, project things and receive Uh, our give and take is all individual. Uh, I think that's also one of the things when we are free is we are sovereign and we allow others their sovereignty. I think we're uh, mm-hmm. there's not one person, not one being, not one sentient being that is not supposed to be here, um, right now. You know, I'm I, it's like I'm doing a puzzle. I'm doing a really hard puzzle. I, I go up to our RV to relax, and I have this. I decided okay, I'm gonna start another puzzle, and it's all the, just these fall fall colors like of of leaves. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's <laughs> there's no real. St- structures like buildings and trees like nothing to look at just all patterns and colors it is one of the hardest puzzles i've done but i was thinking oh my goodness they they all better be here the pieces i wouldn't all these pieces better be here because if there's one that i'm looking for and it's not here in these 500 pieces oh my gosh and i started thinking about that and i'm like you know what this is like all the human beings on earth Every single human being is that important because I'll tell you what, if you get to the end of the puzzle, you're, you're at that point where that piece is missing, that's nutty. That will drive you insane. That, that <laughs> yeah. is it. That is the end all. You know, it's like, no. So that one piece becomes the most important. It's the piece that was missing, right? Becomes right. more important than any other piece. And that's why every single person is just as important as I am. Mm-hmm. I love that. I
0: love that that's what you thought about when you were doing your puzzle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness. And these are the people, you know, somebody that you might take for granted or you might call, you know, not very good behavior. These people that you might say, oh, he's, you know, you might call them even evil or this. It's like, hey, they can be this, that, or the other, but they're vital you know, mm-hmm. they're vital. Mm-hmm. And just in that vitality of being here in this collective, we have to be grateful because yeah, we wouldn't be able to put the puzzle together. Yeah. yeah. If that person wasn't here. right? You know? And it's, it's the same with all these experiences in our field. You know, we, we need every, obviously every single experience, it's part of the life of Jill or the life of Lori or the life of each of our clients.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so, so important, even though sometimes it can get um, so painful. Mm -hmm. you know pain is just the loudest it's just the loudest uh you know symptom right yeah it's just it's when it gets super super loud it gets painful right yeah so it's we're we're just trying to add some quiet some breath and um yeah really help to to bring that pain down to a threshold where we can really look at it and really look you know really look at what's in that Mm -hmm. right and then what's rebirthing from it
0: right Mm, so good. Yeah. Thank so you so much, a-
1: Lori. You're so welcome. Yeah, that's my addition to the map.
0: <laughs> awesome. I'm so glad that you asked those questions and discovered those answers for, for your practice, but also so we can uh, get a little bit of that too.
1: Yeah. And while you're calling me ask what's going on, what yeah. wants to happen, right? Yeah. See what, see what comes up. Amazing. All right.
0: All right. Thanks so much, Lori.
1: You're so welcome. Thank you, Jill. Bye. Bye.
0: Are you a wellness practitioner that wants to grow your business, but you're feeling confused, overwhelmed, maybe even doubtful? Well, let's get you out of that emotional rut and turn those emotions into the fuel that will grow your business. Get the Harness Your Emotional Awareness to grow your business free roadmap at JillianFaldmo.com.